Hi everyone, this is Scott. This is Miral. And it's Daisies.live. We're here for Bollywood movie and TV reviews, maybe a little, some news and gossip. We'll see. Um, looks like we've got quite an agenda today. Moral, what, what all is, wow, that's a lot. What all are we doing today? We are reviewing quite a lot because um, there's so much content hitting uh, Hitting all the various platforms platforms that we can't seem to keep up with it because I know there were a couple of other movies and shows that did drop last week, but we just don't have time for that this week uh, to cover. But we will, of course, roll them into next week. And then, you know, and I know that we'll be behind, but at least we've gotten them covered. Mm -hmm. Right. So we are going to review Ankahi Kahania, which dropped on Netflix September 17th. Um, mm-hmm. It is an anthology. Again, I think Netflix has this thing for anthologies. I don't know what they're doing. And we will uh, review Pavitra Rishta, which is a reprise. And people call people call it a season two, but I call it a reprise of the earlier show, Pavitra Rishta, which used to run on ZTV for many, many, many years. It was the debut of Sushant Singh Rajput as Manav in the show. And this is where he really become a po- became a popular name in Indian mm-hmm. households, uh, Sushant Singh Rajput. And his role is now played by Shahir Sheikh, the, uh, the handsome, wonderful actor who's done amazing justice to us. But we'll talk about that later. Okay. Then we will review Hayatoba Chapter 3, which uh, is streaming in Altbology. Absolutely. All right. That's wow. So we don't have really have time to mess around. So I would love to tell I would love to tell travel stories, but we don't have time for that. No, we got to go. We, I mean, we, if we had two things on the agenda, I could tell you. I went to Paisley Park. I visited a friend tell, in Minneapolis. Tell me about that. I've never been. I, I just had to drop that just in case. Um, for any and all Prince fans, if you you know how uh, Muslims have to go on Hajj at least once in their lifetime. If you are a Prince fan, this is similar. You must, must go to Paisley Park. It's in Minneapolis, uh, which is an extremely cool city. Post COVID, downtown Minneapolis is a bit, uh, it's a little quiet. It's a little ghost towny. Uh, and it is what, October? Has it started becoming cold as usual? Oh, not, oh no, no, no. It was still quite warm. I mean, it wasn't super hot, but it was, it was still, and it, it was the still the uh, summer heat, uh, but oh, wow. Paisley. Oh yeah, no, no, it was it was quite warm, um, but I have to say Paisley Park. What well, it had memorabilia, you know, posters, all those different outfits. It had uh, the motorcycle from Purple Rain. It had <gasps> he had four recordings. He has four recording studios in in at Paisley Park. Yeah, four, three or four. Um, we took pictures in front of a purple his purple piano. Uh, hey, where where's your vlog? We need it on Daisy's. Where is your vlog, Scott? Okay, they took they take your phones before you go in. Yeah, no, what? no, no messing around. They're like, give us your phones, and they put I forget the name of the special kind of uh, bag, and they are locked. They lock them, and then they give you your phone in a locked bag that can only be opened with a, a special pin and magnet. And they, you can't take it out until like you get to the very end of the tour. And then, um, so no pictures, a, Seriously? no pictures, it, the pictures at the outside and pictures at the very end. And that's I, it. I have an idea. Next time 
you know, yes. get 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 James Bond cameras on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was it was incredible. The one thing I've got to say, if you're even remotely interested in going now, there is a temporary exhibit that I, I was I was I was speechless, which is difficult for me, but it was all of his shoes. All of Prince's shoes in one room all lit up and there was a video looping the entire time. He had a shoemaker, a specific shoemaker that did all of his shoes and a lot of the uh a lot of this guy's i mean sure there was the design and the funky design the pink and the and the leopard skin and the all the oh different my God. Crazy, his personality sure every it was in, mm. just the different kinds of shoes were, in, were incredible but what they spent a lot of time on is trying to reinforce the heels because they were all healed so that oh, reinforce yeah. them with metal brackets so they wouldn't break and so you spend a lot of time in this video learning about the challenges of being Prince's cobbler. <laughs> yeah, and it was, but honestly, that was one, it was really great to see my friend and his family and another friend from high school showed up and we had dinner together and that was great. But honestly, as far as tourist things to do in Minneapolis, Paisley Park was fantastic. So for oh all of God. you, Prince is a gift to the world. This yes. is not this is not a daisy a daisy thing or an American thing. No, Prince is so, Prince is Prince. Prince is Prince. It exactly. Is, it, he's as daisy as he's American. Exactly. He's he is to all people and all to cultures. All he is. So please, if you're even remotely interested and you can in any way get to Minneapolis, go to Paisley Park. And now, and now no, we jump. But, but I have to tell people, Minneapolis beyond October, oh my God, it's going to be cold. I remember being in Minneapolis in November once in my life. And I swear <laughs> to God, I would, I would open the door, I'd get out of the building and my nose would freeze. It was mm. that cold. Yeah, it, gets it gets really cold. cold in Minneapolis. So go now. If yeah, go to. now. Actually, now would be a perfect time. It was just, it was still warm, but it wasn't super, super hot. Um, anyway, yes, it's, but yeah. it's, it's also just a very cool city, great restaurants, really cool people. Yeah, I, lo great I love that place. Other, yeah. Otherwise, I love that place. I was, I remember in November once, it was many years ago, I was there in November for Hagen Dazs University. I used to own uh, some Hagen Dazs stores. I went to Hagen Dazs University and graduated from Hagen Dazs University. I would eat ice cream every day. Okay, all right, okay. Boys. So, all right, uh, you you've now said something that I've never heard before. The words Hagen Dazs and university in the same breath. What so, the hell is Hagen Dazs University? So, if you gotta run any brand with Hagen Dazs, or you're gonna run their stores as franchisees, or uh -huh. or work with them remotely in the supply chain, uh -huh. or or even be in a store, Hagen Dazs store employed, okay. they you have to go to Minneapolis, and they have a Hagen Dazs University where they where where you have to graduate out of. So you got to what eighty percent or eighty five percent is the cutoff for you to graduate. And they have exams, they have quizzes, they have, oh my God, the presentations. Ice cream is a science, guys. Sure. Ice sure, cream sure, is sure. just not a tub. But what ended up happening was I made a lot of friends, of course. I, went, um, I, owned, I owned two Hagen Dazs stores with partners. And the two of us was there, me and my partner. Uh, she and I would end up eating copious amounts of Hagen Dazs ice cream every day because they make you do it. 
And then you start realizing how 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 the taste of different ice cream varies that make you taste a Hagen Dazs vanilla and it'll give you Ben and Jerry's vanilla and they say, mm-hmm. this is super premium and that's not, and that's the difference. Because they really use real ingredients, they use real eggs, for example. Right. They don't use a powder or a substitute. And, but but they make you make you really appreciate why Hagen Dazs is expensive and why it's a premium brand. And oh my God, the amount of ice cream we ate after that is where I owned those shops for many years, but I just don't feel like eating ice cream for a very long time. I get it. Yeah. 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 But we, we were trained in everything, the recipes, how to, how to make a, a good fudge, how to, how to, you know, serve. That sounds uh, like so much fun. Crazy fun. But it was Minneapolis and it was like cold. Yeah. It was crazy we ended up really getting i mean it was it was brutal coming from california minneapolis is brutally cold yes yes it is it, it even for an ohioan minneapolis and minnesota in general is brutally cold um wow anyway, so we have we have yeah we have jumped stories <laughs> we <went. laughs> by now i said i wasn't gonna but, do it and i did it but trivia guys this is trivia so <laughs> hey remember all of this uh, minneapolis is famous for hagen and prince Two things two we know great, now. Great, yeah, two and two excellent. Like if you're going to be famous for stuff, you got to be famous could, for these two things. Right? You could do worse. Yeah. All right, so let's jump in. Netflix's series. Uh, how do you say this again for me? Yeah, try, Scott. I want to hear you say it. Ankahi Kahanian. Yes, Ankahi Kahania is Hindi hmm. for untold stories. Kahania is stories. Ankahi is untold. Got it. So with and the what cast. Is this? Well, yeah, it's a stellar cast. It's an anthology. Netflix seems to have this anthology factory going on. Yeah. yeah. But this series also makes a very strong case that even though you love anthology Netflix, um, putting together stories that are so disparate, not only disparate, they had, a, they had a recurring theme of, you know, people who are lonely in their existence and how they kind of find their balance. Um, that was a recurring theme. However, if you take the three stories that are part of this anthology, two of them shouldn't have been stories on cellulite at all. And one stood out in its genius of execution. Mm. And that makes a case that stop making anthologies, get into the short movie business instead. Well, do you good. But having given all that advice, expert advice to Netflix. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, sure what this is this about? Um, so there are three directors uh, that direct the three uh, stories. The first one was directed by Ashwini Ayer Tiwari. Um, she's a celebrated director and uh, she is very good at what she does. In fact, there is another movie of hers that's coming out on Z um, called Breakpoint. And Breakpoint is a story of uh, Leander Pears and Mahesh Bhupati two of India's biggest tennis stars. And they used to play doubles and win all the time. And one fine day, they stopped talking to each other because they had a fight and that led to Indian tennis being what it is today, nowhere. So this is a story of them. And we'll end up doing interviews with both uh, Leander and uh, Mahesh. So look out for those guys. But um, Ashwini is a celebrated director, but she fails in the story um, and, and I was very disappointed with her story. I was also disappointed with Sake Chaudhary's part of the story. But what I really was amazed at was Abhishek Chaudhary's Madhyantar. So if you really got to watch this anthology, go to 
37 minutes and start watching it from there, saving you a lot of time because as we say, we watch it so that you don't have to, right? right. But across these episodes, there are some really amazing, 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 amazing actors. There is Kunal Kapoor, there's Zoya Hassan, there's Rinku Rajguru, remember her from 200, right? The Delzad Hibali, Abhishek Banerjee, who's a brilliant actor, but he's so wasted because his story was a story of a lonely guy who works as a showroom salesperson who's in a relationship with a mannequin because he's so lonely. He takes the mannequin out for walks and dances and whatever all. So, uh, yeah, it, could, it got a little, it got a little weird. Right? Let me just say it. That way, then there's Nicole Dilley, uh, Devaney, there's Palomi. There's so many of these actors, which are brilliant actors um, in another life, but the execution of these little stories just made it uh, uh, just made it difficult to appreciate them. Well, let me just put it that way. But I want to talk about Madhyantar. Um, it stars Rinku Rajguru and Delzad Hewale, and it is so good because. The director, who, um, who whose name is Abhishek Chaube, the camera work, the structure of the narrative, just the body languages, the silences convey more than the words do in that part. Um, there's this, uh, there's a single insert shot of a wooden ice cream spoon, um, and honestly. That shot conveys more than the agony of the protagonist. <laughs> In words, uh, he he brings the stillness to his frames with such expertise. There is there's a huge quietude in the performances. Um, then of course there's an undefined period setting which makes the whole thing look like a look like a artist's creation. It's timeless, um, but then it's also delightfully mel melancholic for I mean, and then in terms dreamy and wistful as well. So. It's a story about young love and big city loneliness, and the two characters are drawn to each other in a Mumbai movie hall as they make, as they watch movies every week. Every Friday, they exchange stolen glances with each other as a girl comes to watch the latest pot boiler in the theaters, and this guy serves her hot samosas during the interval. And one day he summons the courage to ask her out on a date, and it's the most thrilling moment of their lives, and you can really feel it. And uh, it, it's just, you know, it's their existence and then they get together and Nandu, uh, for her, she falls in love with him. And for her, then he turns into this movie hero in her imagination who flicks a cigarette at the curb um, and she's sorry clad, clad. And, you know, she kind of kind of brings in the Bollywood romanticism into their relationship. And um, and and. But but they they are they they feel special for each other. But they really are the people who live on the fringes of the society. Uh, they live rich lives, but they are not rich. So uh, this is the story is so well told in scenes. It's like a um, it's like a dream come true on cellulite. So I would highly recommend you to watch this um, entire anthology. If you don't want to watch the entire anthology, watch this one for sure. Um, let me talk about the other two real quick um, because we got to review the whole thing, even if you don't like it. Um, compared to that Sake Chaudhary uh, 
does a relationship thesis kind of thing um, between um, uh, two couples where the the man in one couple and the woman in the other couple are having an affair and the other spouses come to know and they get together but then instead of confronting their spouses about their affair they end up um, deciding that they're going to psych psychologically analyze the behavior over brunch meetings at a place called the Taj Mahal Tea House. And then these meetings are, are, more, are really bizarre because, because they're reverse shot mostly. And um, what you'll see is um, the direction is aggressively strange in most places. You can almost sense that the actors are trying to overcompensate for the lackluster writing. You, you can feel that angst in the actors because they're really good actors in the end. And they realize that the writing might be lackluster. So they kind of try to bring more of their, more, more of the character to the screen, which kind of doesn't work. Um, because, because you know what, what, if you compare it to Chobe, Chobe's uh, Madhyantar, the story that I really, really liked, um, it lacks uh, genuine human emotion that there is there's no sense of place and 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 you really don't even end up empathizing with the characters that are being wronged which should be the most important aspect of the story in the first place so here we are um then the, then the third story is about stars abhishek Banerjee, who is a brilliant actor if you've seen three you know he's he's just brilliant you've seen dream girl you know this guy's brilliant and um, Ashwini Ayer Tiwari uh, um, directs the story of a salesman at a ladies' boutique. And for some reason, this guy, I just couldn't connect Ashwini Ayer Tiwari, who directed Bareli Burfi, to Ashwini Ayer Tiwari, who directed this uh, episode um, of, of uh, the anthology. Um, Banerjee is a village bumpkin. His name is Pradeep and he falls in love with a mannequin. He dresses her in the most fashionable clothes. He whispers sweet nothings into her ear when the boss isn't looking in at night after the shutters go down makes her dance to Bollywood songs. It's weird but made weirder by the fact that the film then the story and the storyline never investigates why he's doing it. So there is no there's no logic to his his character. There's no backstory. And that makes you, that, that kind of makes you question, there's zero subtext to it all. Um, so that's where I lost the entire plot. But yeah, if you really want to watch Ankahi Kahania, skip to 37 minute mark and start watching Madhyantar. That's our uh, recommendation. Right on. Okay. Well, uh, so that's it. So overall, it's a disappointment, except for that one section, which is excellent. Brilliant. No, that's brilliant filmmaking. If you want a masterclass in filmmaking, how to get your frames right, how to get your actors to act in the right way, how to, how to explore human emotions without so many words, you get, you, you don't have to speak the language to get it. You get Got it. it. Okay. So well done. All right. Excellent. Hi, I'm Ricky Pond, and you're watching me on daisies.live. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm back here with Moral, and we just got done giving a very mixed review of Say It For Me, Moral. 
I want you to say it, Scott. Oh, I love I love the way you pronounce it. You Let's love, go. You Come love on. the <laughs> Ankahi Kahanian. Well, there you go. You're brilliant. All right, bro. Ooh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know about bro. Brilliant. You're okay. brilliant, bro. <laughs> All right. So, what do we have next? It looks like we have some, uh, a series on Z five. What is this? Oh, I can't wait for you to pronounce. That. Oh, you want me to do this too? One, one was not enough. Okay. No, no, no. Pa Pavitra, Pavitra Rishta. Pavitra Rishta. Pavitra Rishta. is holy, sacred, not holy, mm -hmm. sacred, mm -hmm. and Rishta's relationship. Ooh. Okay. Deep. What's this about? So this is a serial. This is a Hindi serial that went on for years. I don't know how many years. I was. I didn't watch it then, but. I know, I know, I know the drift of it, and I had to watch little parts of it on Z. It's on Z already, the original series. The series is um, is landmark for two reasons. One, it was really well written, and coming from Ekta Kapoor's stable of serials, it 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 was one of it was about boundless love. It was about how love between two people can overcome anything. Um, so that it was also the debut of Sushant Singh Rajput. Remember, we keep talking about Sushant Singh Rajput, the uh, the phenomenal actor and, and brilliant guy who um, died by suicide uh, a couple of years back. So, and and how his his entire suicide has had become a very big issue during the pandemic years. So I'm talking about pandemic years as if it's gone. It's not. It's still here. Sorry, but. Yeah, it's okay. It's we knew what during, you meant. During the pandemic, it was June of 2020 that he passed away. And uh, that became a very big controversy in India, the way he passed away, the way he, he he died by suicide, and what caused him to do it. And mental health became an issue that people wanted to speak about. But he starred in this um, show. And what um, the, the producers have done now, they reprised the show in a, in a modern setting, because it happened a lot, a lot of years back. Uh, so Shantik Rajput had left the show and that character of Manav in the show was replaced by Hitain Tejwani already when the show ended. So this is not the first time that that character was replaced by another actor, but there was a lot of controversy and boycott calls from fans of Sushantarin Rajput because they didn't want to see anybody else in Manav's character. So they had to undergo a lot of calls and cries for um for a boycott uh, wait a minute so even though the character did the character get sick or get hurt or die is anything no. okay so the oh all right that's problematic i mean i that's, understand loving loving an actor but if the character is still alive what are they going to do like i okay so how did they handle and, and, it? You know, you know, they honestly did not build upon the story. They, they haven't continued the story, so it's really not season two, because season season consecutive seasons happen when you build upon the story and get right. a new story in. They're literally this is a reprise. They are remaking the story, right. the same story. So I don't know why they call it season two in the first place because that's not technically right. It is a reprise <laughs> of the original story. Yeah. And they've redone the story in modern timings with better set and a racy. And it's not a TV serial anymore. It is a web series. 
So they dropped eight episodes, and that's the first part of the series. They'll drop more when they're ready to. But what they've done over here is limited, racy, really modern outlook to the entire story, and they've changed the characters a little bit. But but uh, they've changed the storyline here and there, but it is not adding to, the, to that journey. They haven't started the story where it ended last time. They've literally redone the entire story again. So this is, of course, the story of Manav and um, and Archana. The cast is Shahir Sheikh. We know Shahir Sheikh. He's a brilliant actor. We all love him because we and we review all his shows. Whatever he does, he he does it with all his heart. There's Ankita Lokande, who was the original Archana in the TV serial as well. There's Randeep Rai, who plays Shahir Sheikh's brother in the show. There's Pooja Bambra, and there's Usha Nadkarni, who was in the original show. Apart from Anita Lokande, Ankita Lokande, and Usha Nadkarni, um, the, all of the characters have changed. And they've changed the dynamics of the families, and they've added more characters, taken more characters away. But um, as Ekdakpur shows and stories go, there are a lot of characters. So you you are you, you are just alarmed at the number of characters dropping onto your screen all of a sudden. And then you kind of try to figure out the relationships. See, she always has the joint family systems. Um, she always has, uh, you know, a lot of characters doing their own little subplots here and there them, that that affect the relationship of the main characters. And everybody's in everybody's business. That's her USP ever. So Asha and Manav here meet, and um, and while she is taking her heartbroken slosh friend to a garage where her car is um, is being repaired, and um, as they as they go pick up the car, the the person in the gar garage tells them, "Hey, I'm not sure if your car is ready, but let me ask my boss." So Manav comes forward as a boss, and he looks at the girls and he's like, "Okay." Uh, the car is not ready to be picked up, but what I can do is I can drop you guys home and come back uh, in the same car and you can pick it up tomorrow. So he drops them home and while dropping them home, they strike a relationship. But they um, uh, not only not only does Archana, but everybody else still thinks that Manu is the boss. And that is the misconception that they go into the relationship with. She thinks Manu is the boss where he's just a mechanic in the garage. Arjuna herself is not very well educated. She um, is works as a server in a cafe and is engaged to marry a back off where she'll call Satish. And the, 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 the other angle is the owner of the cafe who is her sister-in-law's brother who is interested in Arjuna. But uh, his cafe gets picked up. Um, he, he and Arjuna both get picked up by the cops because there's some illegal activities happening. There are some porn sites being served through the cafe's IP. And um, and they both land up in jail, and um, and her fiance Satish comes to take her out. But Satish's mother blames Archana for being immoral because she gets caught up in this entire police drama, and she breaks the relationship. Um, at that point in time, Archana's mother is angry, and she decides, you know, guess what? I don't need your son. I'm going to get my daughter engaged to a better guy, and. Somehow the marriage arranger, the person in between, decides that um, maybe Archana and Manav are the right choice for each other. And Manav's mother lies about their status. She lies about their home. She lies about what her son does. And Archana, who already thinks that Manav is the manager of the garage and not a mechanic, 
uh, believes in all that. They meet each other, they get married, and right at the time that they're getting married, somebody at the wedding points out that Manav is not the manager. He is a, he's, he's just a mechanic. And Arshana's mother gets very angry. And they're already married. She gets very angry. She takes her daughter back home. And they try to annul the marriage. Uh, but during this entire time, Arshan and Manav have already started loving each other. And Manav has no idea about what crap his mother has pulled on the sides. And um, that's the basic story of a Pavitra Rishta. And if you can watch this, um, you've got to watch it for... Uh, for Shahir Sheikh. Um, the direction is great. Uh, the, uh, it's directed by a director called Nandita Mehra. She's directed the series really well. It's racy. It's fast. You don't get you don't get a moment to think. The actors are phenomenal. The direction, the editing, the sets are really well done. And um, and the actors are brilliant. The dialogue writer is Rita Bhatia, and she brings she she deserves a special shout out for keeping the dialogues really sharp and modern. Um, none of the tacky Indian serial dialogues exist here, so that <laughs> I really like. They have magnificently created the background score. Um, I had to give it to them, and the. The title track has been redone uh, and it's now sung by Palak Muchal, who does a brilliant job and the title track has changed a little bit. So the series is a bomb. We loved it. Go watch it on Z5 and I think it's after 55 days that it will be on Altmology as well. But go watch. There's nothing that we missed here. This is perfect. And Shahir Sheikh has a heart. Hmm. Hi guys, this is Azan Samir Khan and you're watching me on Live. Live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Maral, and she just got done really just loving Pavitra Rishta. How was that? Was That's that great? Good? That's, there you go. There we go. She's calling it season one because it's a basically a new series. Not it's not season two. That's on Z5. Check it out. She really liked it. And now we turn to something on Alt Altbology, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Okay, so it just we. We'll, I don't even have to ask. I'm just going to go. It's high tauba. High tauba. High tauba. I don't know why I'm saying everything like it's a question. Um, maybe it's because I don't speak Hindi. Uh, high tauba. High that's tauba on. Is and, and what does that mean? High tauba. Um, it's not oh my god, but it's an exclamation. Got it. Which, Got it. Which means oh my god. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's not I totally know what you're talking. one would be oh my god, but high tauba is like. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. What? Really? Mm -hmm. Totally understand that. So, All right. What, what is, I really what is it about? Say, uh, what I really want to say about this bottom line up front is the stories are good, but the execution is so weak that, uh, all right, I, would, I wouldn't give it more than two, two and a half, like maybe five on ten, right? Let's, let's make it five on ten. It's drama. Okay. Um, and then I have to tell, tell people there are several instances of on-screen intimacy and the language isn't all that kid-friendly. So keep your kids away from this one. But all high tuba <laughs> Hide is your children. <laughs> children? No. All right. But high tuba is... Uh, chapter 2 is an anthology of four stories. And this is about... These four stories are about relationships that don't conform to so societal norms. The first episode is pink and it revolves around a group of friends going through a rough patch in their relationship 
um, during the time that an annual get-together is, is happening, and their relationship only gets worse during the annual get-together, and it seems it's beyond repair. So that's chapter one. The next episode in this entire, it's again an anthology. Gosh, why? <laughs> right. You picked it's it. It's a story called White, where we explore the, uh, it, it, it explores the life of a social media influencer called Tanya, who is even ready to get laid uh, to enhance her popularity. Then there oh, you is have my attention. Story... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, please continue. Then the, uh, the, the next story is the story of Silver, which is centered around two budding filmmakers called Shlok and Pooja, who find themselves in an awkward situation when the cast doesn't meet their expectations during filming of a project. So, again, the final one is called Blue. Uh, so there's pink, there's white, there's silver, and there's blue. All right. And final one, Blue, is about a deep friendship between two closeted homosexuals. Uh, there's a caterer called Arjan and a marketing person called Trilope, and they're in a Goan hotel. So that's a slice of life story. Hmm. Now, what I have to tell you is um, the first season of the same show was also about relationships that defy societal conventions. Um, it was it was one of the better film projects to have released on the platform because though the stories weren't really breaking there was the way it was visually treated and the uh, and and the there was a concerted effort to reduce crassness in the stories um and um and and that's what we liked about it then the second chapter actually con continues that momentum so the four stories are as are diverse as chalk and cheese but the conflicts are solid at the same time. The conflicts aren't just made up. The conflicts are real life conflicts. And I thought Pink was the weakest of all the stories uh, because a relationship that de destroys many equations within the group. Um, there's a couple going through a divorce. There's another woman struggling to move on from her ex. There's a 20-something man that's endlessly waiting to propose to his childhood sweetheart, while a gay man is trying to yet meet a partner of his dreams. And they all come together for a, for a reunion. But the conflict in the story around messy relationships is built well, though where I felt that it completely goes off track is when the ending becomes so abrupt. Uh, it, it's like the filmmaker... Uh, wanted to leave an open-ended meaning uh, ended story, but but he ended up literally making it very ambiguous. Uh, White was a strange one, but it was entertaining because the very idea that fame and the perils of modern-day relationships um, have such an important part to play uh, in our minds, um, especially how you know the world, the world around us is right now. Um, uh, you know, it's the tender hookups gone wrong is an issue, uh, or 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 you know how I'm looking in this picture is a bigger issue. Um, but I think the whole focus of this story might have been about the need of consent in relationships, even if it's the, your relationship with your followers, right? But um, somehow, I thought the story got that part right. Um, I, 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 I would judge it for, for lack of getting a story together. 
um, but uh, but it was an entertaining one. Then the silver, uh, the story called Silver. It um, it's it's kind of intriguing. It ties up a lot of issues, including uh, uh, there's so much being spoken about the objectification of women, the taboo surrounding homosexuality, and the pressures of the film world all together woven in. So there's uh, there's too many issues there. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind watching it. I mean, it was a good watch. Mm-hmm. Blue was the best of the lot, the last one. Um, it revolved around, as I said, two closeted homosexuals, and it emphasizes this the the significance that love is more important than gender in relationships and it kind of takes away from the, that entire argument of uh, self-acceptance it's um if if this is your sexuality it's frivolous to live in denial if that's what you are um the ending ending had a really good touch and i really like the ending a lot because um uh, though it takes the gender aspect a little too far, but um, the the way that the filmmaker discusses unexpressed love is really well done. So, um, although the storytelling and the craft may be far from perfect, but the, all the four stories are directed and executed with a lot of sincerity, and that's what I really loved about the show. Hmm. Um I, I wouldn't give it a 10 on 10 only because the execution could have been much better. The storytelling could have been much better. The background score is great. Uh, they have rehashed a handful of yesterday's numbers, um, which I feel that had they not rehashed them, they might have sounded a little better, but I don't really mind the rehash because it's creative. Uh, the landscapes are great. The visual backdrops and stories are really good. The lovemaking sequences are so alt they capitalize that entire, <laughs> that entire genre capitalizes on on sex sex and uh, the dialogues are are actually laughable um like you know there's a dialogue that's like it goes something like finding love is like finding a dream job it marks an end to all your worries what Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, but but yeah. What I also liked was that each episode, each story was only forty minutes long. Um, so what I also also liked the liked about this entire narrative was nothing. None of the stories were stretched beyond what they had to be. As you know, you find that a lot in a lot of uh, series, a lot of episodes of um of serials that. Um, you know, the story is stretched beyond what is necessary. That didn't happen here. That's um, good. The bigger drawbacks here were um, amateur performances. Uh, I wish they had better actors. Um, and not only that, but I think a lot of that is to do with the setting. The character arc wasn't really built very well in all four stories. Mm-hmm. But I like the story. The stories are really good. Um, um, the, the they were they were different. They they actually found a very different approach to uh, address taboo issues, which I loved. And it just normalizes a lot of LGBTQ relationships, which I absolutely loved. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, what's up? This is Shishi, and you're listening to my music on Daisy's Live. Thank you, everyone. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We look forward to talking to you next week. I'm Scott. And we're all. And this is Daisy's Live. Bye. See you next week. Bye bye.